0: Let the church say amen. Let the church say amen again. Let the church say amen again. One for the Father, one for the Son, one for the Holy Spirit. Truett, did you cut your hair? That's good. So, I, 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 I don't like going to churches where they repeat the announcements, but I'm going to repeat the announcements <laughs> uh, because I, I, I'm fortunate that I get the pastor here. That's a, that's a blessing. I'm the blessed one because the big give, like y'all did that. Y'all, y'all did that. Um, it's really clear if you're visiting here and you see the big give, that's not a way that we sneak money in here. for us, Uh, not even for the building. If you go up in the green room now, you'll see the tile looks terrible. Looks terrible, it's embarrassing. But so this money won't go for that. Uh, This money, every single penny will go to help somebody. Uh, Probably some of them don't live in this country. We will drill wells. By the way, um, every penny goes towards that. If y'all gave zero, we would still help the poor because we as a church, whatever is raised here every week, we tie that toward the poor. We were doing that before we ever had a Sunday service. When we were meeting in my house, I'll say this. You've heard me say it before. I joke and play a lot, but some things I'm so serious about. We're going to always help the poor. Always, always. and it's, it's not because we're benevolent and, you know, we're good. No, I, my understanding when I read the scriptures, he just God himself, he sees the poor a certain way. I, don't, I can't articulate it the way I would like to. I just, I'm going to just do it. And so uh, you all, uh, man, I stand up here and I say stuff and I can see people mad at me sometimes. I'm never going to change. I'm going to always try to preach the book. Having said that today, I want to applaud y'all. Uh, because somebody, somebody who would not otherwise have clean drinking water will have clean drinking water. So I think when Shelly did the numbers the other day, we did a financial report. Uh, we try to do those quarterly so you can know where your money, you think is your money, is really his money. Where it's going. Um, and so we gave, a, if I'm not mistaken, like 300 and something thousand to serve people last year. My wife pointed this out, and then I'm going to get to the message at some point. Before COVID, and we're not hating, we had three services. Uh, and there were Sundays we'd put chairs out, some Sundays people would be sitting out there. And uh, now we're, whatever this means, we're smaller. That's the biggest big give offering we've ever uh, collected. One time there was this dude named Gideon, he was going to fight. He had a ton of people with him. God, long story short, God had him stripped down. Sometimes you need to see that God is your source. So, and even in your personal lives, Maybe you're struggling to pay some bills. I don't know a lot, but God's your source. I hope y'all hear me. You don't have to go home and stress. Man, go home and take a nap. Real talk. And there are some people here who can teach you how to do that. They know how to take out. Anybody know how to really get that good after church? You know. (laughs) Father. Thank you for this place called the factory for the people here. They they gave over one hundred and ten thousand dollars. May we as a church, the compassion team. uh, Use it well. May we not view ourselves as dispensers giving out money, but as stewards. using this money for your mission. That's where it's at. We're trying to make disciples. But we gotta thank you. We have to thank you for our jobs, for our health, for all of your blessings that we take for granted. Lord, we plan on drilling some wells and helping some orphans, um, some people that may not have good places to stay. Honestly, stuff that we take for granted. So, hallelujah. Thank you. Thank you that I've never slept outside under a bridge. And the one time I went camping, it was in like a a condo-looking tent. Thank you. So would you help us to it well and, uh, and honestly expect more from you so that we can glorify you better? I wanna preach now. Would you help me? I want you to be glorified. So I understand that means I must decrease and you must increase. I thank you for your Holy Spirit, wow. I thank you that you're assuring me as I stand here praying, literally I'm experiencing you. And so, Keith Norman knows everything is all right. Would you do for somebody else what you're doing for me as I speak? You're not a dead God. So would you move, please? May I decrease and may you increase. In the name of Jesus, I pray. Amen. You can turn to Luke chapter twenty-four. While you're turning, we're gonna start at verse 13. Um we're reading the Bible through what's up, Osiris and Stephanie. <laughs> I'm glad y'all here. Hey, hey, you good, brother. You're too young for me to make mad. (laughs) We're reading the Bible through in a year. I would love for everybody to do it. Can't make you do it. The Bible has changed my life. I say it all the time. We're reading it through in a year. And uh, if you want to read it with us, we have sign-up sheets outside in the lobby. You can do that. Join it with us. We're on group chat. Uh, We kind of post about what we're reading. It's a couple of chapters a a day, two or three chapters a day. If you don't want to go out here and sign up here, we have an app here. You can go on the app to the home page, hit Connect, hit Events, hit One Year Bible Reading. Right there in the link, hit that link, you can sign up. If I can do that, trust me, anybody can do it. I joined the group chat, I don't really lead it, but I comment, and what I've noticed, we have the women's, y'all, y'all doing it. Man, uh, maybe, maybe you're reading, man, but it, man, join us. Join us in that Bible app. You know, I, I pastor here. I'm the pastor here, lead servant here. I'm all about the men's conference that we're having, but I'm about being real. You can go to this men's conference all you want, if you ain't in the Word, you kidding yourself. I like that Grant said, it's an all-day event. Well, you can all day waste your time. You better be in this, cause trouble gonna come. I know that's bad English. It's gonna come. And when you have this, man, you have something you can stand on. It's good when, I know what I'm talking about. You can stand on this. Uh, if you, anybody in here got a bad temper, Okay, nobody. Yeah, this right here will literally keep you from slapping people over time. I'm I'm not even joking. When you read what the Word says, man, uh, in between services, something happened that bothered me. And I can't be up here tripping. I got to preach. So it's the Word that it anchors me. It anchors me. Uh, It anchors me, and so I want that for everybody. Anybody ever got something that gave you joy and fulfillment? You don't want to keep it. It's nothing like the Word. I like it so much that there are times I'll put a notepad on my iPad, and it'll say something like this, don't try too hard today. Because, look, if I got to tap that, you know what I mean? If I got to kill myself for y'all to love God, we're doing it wrong if this ain't enough you should just be able to read this and get your praise on so luke 24 this by the way is one of them sundays i ain't trying to kill myself luke 24 verse 13. i'm the scripture reader today that means we're gonna be about 28 minutes in the scripture reads this way now on that same day now on that same day well what day was it joseph i tell you this is the day he resurrected some women went to the tomb they didn't find him jesus didn't got up <laughs> my mic working uh-huh. <laughs> i said i said jesus he done got up We hear it every week, so it don't mean so much to us. Jesus was dead, Mike. He was dead. They put him in a tomb, and and he got up from death. He put his heavenly celestial foot square in the middle of death's posterior crevice. now on that same day two of them were going to a village called emmaus about seven miles you see i highlighted that here seven miles is highlighted i would highlight it if you highlight it in your bible about seven miles uh, 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 they were they were going to emmaus it was about seven miles from jerusalem Are we clear Emmaus is seven miles from Jerusalem, and and talking with each other about all these things that had happened. While they were talking and discussing, Jesus himself came near and went with them, but their eyes were kept from recognizing him. And he said to them, what? Don't you just like the humor of the Bible a little bit? He said, what are you discussing? (laughs) They stood still looking sad. Then one of them, whose name was Cleopas, who was a blues singer, answered him, are you the only stranger in Jerusalem? Listen to Cleopas trying to school Jesus about Jesus. Uh, are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place there in these days? He asked them, listen to Jesus, He playing the game. What things? In other words, talk to me. Pray tell, mon frere. (laughs) They replied, the things about Jesus of Nazareth, listen to this, who was, who was a prophet. I don't know about where y'all come from, in Elberton, that's past tense. Who was, man, to them, Jesus is yesterday. Jesus was, that's scary. Anybody there? Jesus was to you, 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 you he was the person you got up every morning and talked to. Anybody there? He was the person you used to, you didn't care if people around you, you lifted your hands. He was that. Anybody? He was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people. And how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to be condemned to death and crucified him, but we had hoped. We had hope. We ain't hoping anymore. We, we used to have hope. We, we had hope that he was the one to redeem Israel. So, so redeem Israel from whom in their mind? From Rome from Rome. So, so we've been living in a uh, dystopian society. Jesus, we thought you show up uh, to take us from this dystopian society to a utopian society. We thought you came here to break your foot off in Rome. We thought you came here to be a nationalist. Are we, are we okay? <laughs> yeah. It's quiet, brother. Uh, Jesus, we, we thought you came here to be an earthly, military king. And since our perspective was off, our hope is gone. Oh, my goodness. Hallelujah. See, some of us, our perspective is off. We think Jesus is a genie. He going to just hook us up because we prayed two prayers. And when he don't hook you up, now, you, now your hope is gone. When the preacher that lied to you on TV told you if you just do this and that uh, and this gonna happen to you, it didn't happen, now yo, these dudes, hope is gone and they talking to Jesus. (laughs) Man, I feel the Holy Ghost, boy, man, I'm sorry hey 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 they thought he was gonna be an earthly military king am i the only one in the room though i'm glad that ain't what he was i'm i'm glad hey 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 i'm glad he didn't come to save israel from rome i'm glad he came to save us from sin i'm glad he's the king of kings he's not an earthly king he's the king of all kings ain't nobody like him and so guess what Keith Norman has? I got me some hope. Because yes. Yes. I know who he is. He the king of kings, he the law of the laws. I don't even know where I am. OK, we had hope. That he was the one to redeem Israel. Yes, and besides all this, it is now the third day since these things took place. Moreover, some women of our group astounded us. Uh, they were at the tomb earlier this morning, and when they did not find his body there, they came back and told us that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who said that who back there? Who, da- who talking back there? Now we 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 have decorum here. Say, can you say that? Cause I what you say? Say uh? (laughs) huh? He was alive. Oh, I'm I'm gonna give you ten dollars after church next week. I gotta get my income tax. (laughs) That he was alive. Did y'all hear me? Can we not go home? So, so the Jesus they walking with. The only reason they can walk with it, he ain't dead. He's alive. some of those i don't want us to get tired saying that some of those who were with us went to the tomb and found it just as the women had said but they did not see him anybody glad when you can't see him he can see you (laughs) Then then he said to them, oh, I like Jesus now. Uh, This is the 100% man Jesus right here, this part. Oh, how foolish you is. And how slow of heart to believe all that the prophets have declared. Hey, 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 Cleopas. Was it not necessary that the Messiah should suffer these things and then enter into his glory? Then beginning with Moses and all the prophets, Jesus hit them all, Uh, he, he interpreted to them the things about whom? Himself. Jessica, Jessica, he talking about himself. He opening the Bible, he talking Bible, he talking about himself. If I open the Bible, I don't get to talk about myself cause I ain't in there. He talks about himself, talks about himself. I'm so committed to preaching the Bible. So committed to it. He talks about himself. Hey, in verse 17, if you go back there, when Jesus uh, comes up on him, according to the verse, they're looking sad. Like some of you in my 58th minute of preaching. That's how you look. <laughs> they're looking sad. If you think Jesus is dead, you should look sad. They're looking sad, but now. Jesus gives us the remedy for sadness. They're sad, what does he do? Opens up the word. I'm trying to help somebody. Jesus didn't click to Dr. Phil. He took him to the Word. Jesus didn't take a check uh, that sent him down the street to the counselor. I go to counseling, I'm not against counseling. Uh, I ain't mad at Dr. Phil. But when I'm really, really down, I need me some word. I need me some stuff I can chew on. What Jesus did was took them through Moses and the prophets. He took them to the Word. They're sad, they're worrying, they're discombobulated, and he brings them back to the word. By the way, the word is about himself. He, 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 I'm glad the Bible isn't about me because if it was about me, Cleopas would be in trouble. I'm glad the Bible ain't about you because if the Bible was about you, uh, Cleopas and his crew would be in trouble when you read the Bible you had better see Jesus I, I, I don't care what book you're in, if you're in the book of Genesis, you better find some way to see Jesus, even if you're in Leviticus and you think it's confusing all you need to know in Leviticus, all of these sacrifices flawed and whatever Jesus takes their place the perfect sacrifice, whatever book you read, if you don't. Don't see Jesus, you're gonna lose your mind. A bill's gonna drive you crazy, marriage is gonna drive you crazy. But if you can just see Jesus, here's what you know I'm gonna be all right. In the midst of the storm, I'm gonna be okay. My marriage is shaking, but I'm gonna be all right because this Jesus happens to be God. As they came near the village to which they were going, he walked ahead, I love Jesus, as if he were going on. See, sometimes Jesus wants you to say, stay with me. He wants you to get in that Jodicey vibe. Jesus wants you to stay. He wants you to do that. Tell him, not just for a little while, for the rest of my life. Stay, 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 stay. He he, he acted as if he were going on, but, but they urged him strongly, saying, stay with us. Because it is almost evening I would highlight that And the day is now nearly over so he went in to stay with them. Isn't that, isn't that crazy that they didn't have to twist his arm? He, Jesus want to go in and eat with you. He want to go in and sit down with you and break bread with you so you can see who he is, so you ain't got to be sad, so you ain't got to be lonely. So you, He wants it. The king of kings wants relationship with our dry, cracked up, brittle So, he went in to stay with them when he was at the table with them. By the way, this ain't his house, but he doing the feeding. He taking the bread. If you come to my house and you muscular and stuff, I don't really want you, you know what I mean? Let me feed you. He he took the bread and broke it. (laughs) I told him in the first service, I went to England. I think it was 2003. And I stayed with the pastor, I ain't know him. Stayed with him twice, once in March, went back in May, stayed with him. I'm not trying to, I hope I don't cross the line. Uh, but you know, they have that kind of bread where you break at the table, he does the breaking. And uh, this pastor, he had a condition, I'm not trying to be mean, where he would, he would put his, he would have, he scratched all the time under his arms. I mean, all the time. And so we had some spaghetti one night. I'm damn real serious. He was all up in here, scratching all up in here. And don't you know I I wanted to bless. Let let me bless the food. Let me I went in. Lord, really touch the spaghetti, but really this bread. (laughs) That ain't got nothing to do with this, right? Oh, this bread tastes like deodorant. (laughs) Jesus ain't at his house, but let him feed you. Too many church folk, we try to feed him. We done learned three verses, and we want him to know what we know. Let him feed you. You're the one that's tired. You're the one that's weary. You're the one that's got to be a fake at church and act like everything, okay? On, Let him break the bread. So, I'm sorry. He, verse 30, when he, when he was at the table with them, he took the bread, blessed it, and broke it and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened, and they recognized him. And he vanished from their sight. They said to each other, hey, were not our hearts burning within us while he was talking to us on the road, while he was opening the scriptures to us? I love verse 33. It's the the scripture, the verse I want you to focus on. That same hour, they got up and returned to Jerusalem. But y'all jokers just came from Jerusalem. Yep, but we're going back. But it's dangerous there. They put Jesus on a hill there. They put him on a cross there. We going back. We returning to the scene of the crime. And they found the 11 and their companions gathered together. They were saying, the Lord has risen indeed. And he has appeared to Simon. Then they told what had happened on the road and how he had been made known to them in the breaking of the bread. I want to highlight verse thirty-three, but we're going to look at the verses and, and 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 I want you to look at that. They went back to Jerusalem. We clear. My wife and I now we like watching sports together. It wasn't always like that. We always liked the Chicago Bulls. We always liked uh, greatest player to ever play, Michael Jordan. And now you can clap for that. Oh, that that's a good church. And, and now my wife, I think you like football more than me. You think, seriously, you'll watch some football, man. That's a good, ooh, I'm blessed. <laughs> ooh, wee, I'm blessed. Like, ooh, uh, ooh, wee, that, that just hit me, I'm blessed. <laughs> and we watch stuff like this right here. Okay, right here. This is the stuff we see when we're watching football. Hope I don't see none of y'all in any of these shots. We watch stuff like this. Yep, 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 yep. This is the kind of stuff we see. It's right here, right here. I couldn't show all of this. Some of the stuff we couldn't even show. When we're watching this, Justin, I say two words to my wife now, and I don't even have to say it now. Sometimes you say it to me. Here's what I'll say to her, grown folks. Now she says it to me, Uh, grown grown folks. Everybody we just saw up there, grown. Uh, Did y'all see last week in Buffalo, it snowed all of that snow. They called the fans to shovel. One dude took his shirt off and slid down and cleared the snow with his body. And he had, he had to be, he had to be. He had, he, he had, he had to, he had, he had no doubt about it. <laughs> Cause did y'all see it? He ain't look like he felt it. It amazes me what people will do for their team. I hope y'all know where I'm going. It amazes me more, Monique, what people won't do for their God. Let's go, Desmond Ritter. Let's go, Brock Bowers. Brock Bowers ain't died on a cross. Oh my God, my God. Hallelujah. Shoot, Trey. Trey Young, Trey Young can't save you. Oh my God. Say he can't save the Hawks. <laughs> and I'm being, I'm being as serious as I can be. I want us to see how stupid we are. All of us. Man, the Bulls used to lose back in the day. Jordan and Pippen lose. Man, I couldn't sleep at night. (laughs) (laughs) It's amazing what we'll do for our team, but we won't do for our God. (laughs) Not these dudes. Not old boy Cleopas. Uh, What I like about this, when you When you look at this, uh, I'm 29 minutes in, but if y'all would let me, can I give the sermon a title? It's called 14 miles, 14 miles, 14 miles, 14 miles. Why do I call it 14 miles? Let me preach. I like when you here cuz you will talk back. I love that. Yeah, they went back, Monique. You did the math, huh? Yeah, they were willing to do for Jesus what it took. When we get down to verse 33, these men had already walked 7 miles from Jerusalem to Emmaus without really taking a break. They don't take a nap first, they don't go to sleep first. They turn right back around and walk seven miles now from Emmaus to Jerusalem. In Elberton, seven plus seven is 14. They walk 14 miles. Why, why do they do that, Shelly? Because they know Jesus has risen. (laughs) So my question for us, Jasmine, it's what do we do with the good news? Because that's the good news. Jesus has died, and he's risen. What, what, what are y'all doing with it? This ain't an amen sermon today. What are you doing that'll help your friends that don't know that Jesus died and he rose? Are you opening your mouth? Are you willing to spread the gospel? Are you too tired? Are you too scared? Are you too inconvenienced? I'm assuming these dudes likely were kind of tired themselves. But the truth of the resurrection compelled them to get over their hardships and their inconveniences. So, so they, they went 14 miles, number one, despite the distance. That's point number one, that's the obvious one. Despite the distance, verse uh, 13. I've read it already, but now on that same day, two of them were going to a village called Emmaus. The Bible wants us to know about seven miles. So you multiply that times two, that's, that's 14. Then if you go down to verse 33, that same hour they got up and returned to Jerusalem again, seven miles, that's 14 miles. Then if you go to verse 17, it says in verse 17, and... and He said to them, Jesus said to them, what are you discussing with each other while you walk? While you, what? Walk, while you walk, while you walk. So in other words, they didn't get from Jerusalem to Emmaus or Emmaus to Jerusalem by getting in the Chevrolet or the Toyota or the BMW. They didn't uh, get on their Harley Davidson or their Kawasaki motorcycles. They didn't take a mountain bike. They didn't hail a taxi. They didn't call a Lyft. They didn't get on their phone and get an Uber. They didn't hang out the uh, the, the passenger side of their best friend's ride. (laughs) Guys, they walked 14 miles. And boy, I can tell y'all like me, Y'all don't know what 14 miles is. Cause we, ain't cause I it's probably two or three people that walked here today. We don't, we don't, we can't even compute that. They walked 14 miles. 14 miles. Uh, Shelly, raise your hand. Shelly and I worked together. I I I yeah, don't clap. I'm talking <laughs> clap, clap, clap. Yeah. I, I don't work in the office because I don't have an office here. I hit Shelly the other day. I said, can you do me a favor and see what's kind of 14 miles from the church? And it's, it's hard to find. But but Town Center Mall, y'all know Town Center Mall where you will buy my birthday gift this year? Wow. <laughs> Town Center Mall is six point five miles wow. Wow. from the church. Think about if we walked as a church to town. It's 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 it's, it's more than half. Six point five miles. Can you imagine walking the town center from here? I know the answer. Uh-uh. <laughs> Kennesaw Mountain. Uh, where? Never mind. Uh. Kennesaw Mountain. It's eleven point eight miles from here. Still not fourteen. When I moved here, everybody said, uh, as long as what you need to know to make it in Atlanta, that's what folks used to tell me, just know where the big chicken is. Still don't make sense to me. Big chicken ain't never helped me, ever. (laughs) But the big chicken is 12 miles away. We still got two. Can you imagine walking to the big chicken now? I want y'all to get this. These dudes, Walk. Not for no dog on Buffalo Bills. Not for no Taylor Swift concert. On, not to be in the beehive. Well, well, well. They walk because, hey, Jesus done got up. Yes. <laughs> he's not dead anymore. Jesus is, and they didn't just say he's risen, they say he's risen indeed. indeed. He, we, we don't have any questions anymore. He ain't there. The grave is empty. And, 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 and it compels us that we will walk 14 miles. I talk to the Bible when I read, talk to Jesus, the characters in the Bible. So I asked him, Jesus, why didn't you just show up? with a T-shirt on that said, Jesus, (laughs) or I'm Jesus, or a a name badge that says, hi, I'm Jesus, here to help you. Why the clandestine nature in your methodology? He didn't, y'all think, I'm about to say, he answered me. But here's what I concluded. You can take notes if you want. I I believe, write this down, Jesus doesn't always promptly give revelation because he's interested in our walking with him in a way that requires our talking with him. He, these dudes were able to walk with him and ask questions. That's what he wants from us. Walk with me so you can ask me questions. They walked with him and they were ha- able to have him ask them questions. That's what he wants from us. I want to be able to ask y'all some questions sometimes. These guys were able to learn from him from the scriptures. Jesus broke the scriptures as they walked with him. As they said, Jesus wants us to say, come stay with me. Jesus wants us not just to eat with him, but to eat from him. Jesus wants when we read the scriptures to have the same thing that happened with him. Our hearts burn. And that requires a walk, Miss Barbara. That, that's more than coming to church on a Sunday. And I'm glad y'all come, but, but Jesus wants you to walk with him so you can know. Jesus ain't gonna be your genie. Here's the homework assignment number one. Just answer this question. Don't answer it today because in church, you don't even realize it is, You just get influenced to say the right thing. When you get home, quiet, answer this question. Will I go the distance? In 2024, the beginning of the year, will I go the distance? Let me make it even personal. In my marriage, I made a vow. Will I go the distance? in the ministry that I know God has given me, will I go the distance? I know what God has told me to do. I know what he's called me to do, it's just hard. Will I go the distance? I had to ask myself that when COVID came. I ain't say it like that. I ain't saying, will I go the distance? I say, Keith, you, you ready to quit? But, but then you start thinking about, man, what has God done for me? What if he get, he get up to Calvary And then he realized, oh, 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 this is going to get harder. What what if he quit on you? I'm going to ask again. uh, Will will you go the distance? Even if you got to cry, will you go the distance? Even if you lose friends along the way, will you go the distance? If you go the distance with anything, you're going to get lonely sometimes because you're going to look around people that said they're going to go the distance, too. They ain't gonna be there. Will you go the distance? 14 miles for them, despite, number one, the distance, despite, number two, the darkness, the darkness. Verse 29. But they urged him strongly, saying, stay with us because it's almost evening and the day is now nearly over. You got to know they weren't in metro Atlanta uh, where we got lights everywhere, street lights, headlights, buses, trains. I, no, nah, I went to Africa the first time I went to Africa. We were out in the middle of nowhere and it got dark, man. Dark. When it gets dark here, it's, it's over 2,000 years ago, it's dark. So when they decide after breaking, eating that bread with Jesus, when they going back, it's dark now, mm-hmm. yeah. in the darkness. In other words, because see, they don't have televisions, so they're not about to watch Jimmy Fallon or Jimmy Kimmel A B-T, a W-E-T, do y'all have a W-E-T? (laughs) I'm sorry, man. (laughs) It's when they, you know, when you go in the house, man, it's getting getting time to go to sleep. So, so, so instead of sleeping, verse 33 tells me that same hour they got up, when they could have been sleeping, and returned to Jerusalem. They, they, they found the 11, and they told them, the Lord has risen indeed. So in other words, they were sharing the gospel during sleeping time. they didn't wait until their shift you know we start our day at seven o'clock from seven to three that's when we talk about jesus we start our day from nine to five they don't wait until then they share jesus in the dark what better time to share the gospel in the dark i don't know if y'all know what i know but america we're in the dark i don't know if y'all know what i know i don't care who wins this election I don't care. We're in the dark. And, 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 and what better time to share Jesus? Uh, uh, write this down. Preaching the resurrected Jesus is not a nine to five. It's a 24-7, 365. So, so then are you sleeping when you should be speaking? I'm talking about with your family. Are you sleeping when you should be proclaiming? You got a cousin that watches you come to church, and then he watches you leave church and sleep and not speak. Or are you are you sleeping when you should be heralding Jesus? Are you sleeping when you should be proclaiming Jesus has gotten up? He's risen. He's the Messiah. He's the King of King. He ain't dead anymore. And because he got up, you can get up some coworker needs to hear it. Yes, yes, yes. Homework assignment. Answer this question. Do I live my life occupationally on the clock or vocationally on my calling? These dudes ain't worried about what time it is. We're going to tell somebody Jesus lives. 14 miles. We're going to walk. Despite the distance, despite the darkness, and finally number three, despite the dangers, despite we don't again for us our culture we don't get any of these three points. Doesn't make us bad people. We don't care about distance. We have cars. We don't care about darkness. Man, I got I had somebody put some lights on the outside of my house to shine on my house. That's how many light. I got. Extra light. In my kitchen, I say, I want some LEDs under the cabinet. Extra, you know what I mean? We don't get it. We don't get danger. Uh, I just heard Marcus, didn't I? So Marcus preacher's here. He's an elder. Here's what would happen if I thought somebody was gonna shoot me because I was up here preaching. I'd ask Marcus to preach. (laughs) Look at Declan. Marcus, what did you say? I like that. Your songs, uh uh-uh. I like you. I always like Declan. I'm not worried about danger. The worst I'm going to get is an email. Well, how blessed are we? Did y'all hear me? I'm always up here complaining about the email. That's the worst. I know people. I know a guy. We know a guy. Joel moved to China. He has to worry about his life. We don't get these three points. We don't get distance. We don't get darkness. We don't get danger. Look at verses 18 through 20. I'll be out of y'all's way soon. What time do the Falcons play. <laughs> you see how ridiculous y'all are? <laughs> Cheering for them. I ain't lifted your hand for God one time. Then one of them, whose name was Cleopas, Boy, I wish I could preach that. <laughs> Answered him, are you the only stranger in Jerusalem who does not know the things that have taken place there in these days? He asked them, what things? They replied, the things about Jesus of Nazareth, who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people. And how our chief priests and leaders handed him over to, the, to be condemned to death and crucified him and crucified him and crucified him. So uh, that's, the, that's the epitome of danger. And, and can we get practical? There's some practical dangers. I just told y'all it's dark. you walking 14 miles. Anybody who knows me know I'm scared of animals. It's a very good chance you walking in, in, in this area, uh, in this region of the world. You just might see a lion. You just might see a leopard, yeah. you, you just might see an ox, yeah. you, you just might see a, a Chihuahua, Doberman, pitcher, it don't matter to me. <laughs> uh. <laughs> there just might have been, Jackson, some snakes yeah. Yeah. in the path, And I've been black my whole life, oh. and all was my life. I had to fight (laughs) because we don't do snakes. I love my lighter hue counterparts. Perhaps y'all do. We don't. Mike, do you do snakes? I want to hear. (laughs) So even white people. (laughs) I'm just trying to make it real, man. I'm trying to make it real. (laughs) We don't do snakes. And I don't know if there were snakes in the path, but here's what I know. There were snakes in Jerusalem. Of the human ill. They had lied on him. They had spat upon him. They had pulled his beard. Oh, where are they going? It's a snake den. And they still going to walk. 14 miles, knowing, hold on, if they had beaten Jesus, what might they do to me? If they flogged him, what might they do to me? If they put him on a cross, what, what might they do to me? I didn't talk to Cleopas and his boys, but, but, but here's what I believe they thought. Write it down. The message through us is worth the mess we go through. I might get talked about, but I got to talk about Jesus. I might lose my job. But I got to talk about Jesus. Friends might think I'm a Bible thumper and I'm a holy roller, but, but I got to tell somebody that Jesus lives. And not only does he live, but he lives in me. I can't help myself. It's like fire in my bones, and it's worth whatever hell I go through. 2002, I think it was. I went to Japan for 12 days, took uh, five college students with me, and we sang background for Larnell Harris. um, And we were his opening act. And Larnell, man, he was a great man. I mean, it was amazing being. We were with him all day. There were times we did two concerts, and the venues would be packed. People love the gospel music there. It's like a, just a genre to them. They don't really uh, know God so much, but they love black gospel specifically. And we get to these venues, sometimes two a day, and bicycles were parked there. I mean, pl- uh, auditoriums were packed. And I love Larnell. He was humble, was godly. Uh, if, if people would come up to him wanting to take pictures, especially ladies, didn't mean that he, he was bashing them. He'd just go find his wife, and then he'd take the picture. Yeah. I was like, that's pretty wise. And uh, man, one night I watched him clear the table after dinner, so he's a godly man. But here's what I noticed about him, Larnell was not singing unless we were doing a real concert. So we went to the nursing home one time and they wanted Larnell to sing. <laughs> so I told the kids, the college students, we sing wherever we go, uh, that's why we can Not judging, Larnell, but wherever we go, if we ask to sing, we ain't too good to sing. We came over here to worship, that's our mission. We're, I think we were going to Tokyo. We were on a train, traveling far distance, long train ride. We got on the train and we couldn't sit together. Larnell and his wife sat at the front of the car. I was in the back, the students were in between us and they were all napping like college students do. They were sleeping. I'm sitting, I'm standing, and I ain't sitting, and our interpreter's beside me, and there's this Japanese lady, older lady, sitting across from me, and she's just staring at me. She's just staring. And then I did like that. I didn't do that, I didn't do that, I didn't do that, I didn't do that, I didn't do that. I didn't do it, I didn't do it. I'm embellishing, but she's just staring at me, but it was a stare. I could tell she didn't have a problem with me. She's looking on this train. These, these people aren't Japanese. She wants to know what's going on, and then I really stood out. And she's asking him questions. She just wants to know who we are. Through him, I told her we're gospel singers. We're here to sing with Lauren L. Harris. Got a show. I think we were going to Tokyo. Uh, We sing gospel. She talks to our interpreter. I don't understand what she's saying other than I heard her say, really good-looking black man. I heard that part. (laughs) She didn't say that either. Uh, But she's talking to him, and here's what she wants. She wants us to sing. So I tapped there. I went and found everybody, tapped them. We walked to the back of the train. Hallelujah. I wrote a song. It's just a chorus called I Just Want to Worship You. We didn't have a piano. We didn't have a church building. Oh, my goodness. We didn't have a worship team. Uh, I ain't have my Bible with me. But that song that I wrote, it's a simple chorus. One day we need to sing it here. It's called I Just Want to Worship You. We sang that song on the train, and we met that thing. We just worshipped him on the train. Here's what happened. She just started boohooing. Just started boohooing, man. Just boohooing. I'm a realist. I'm like, hold on now. We ain't that good. We're like for real, we're not. And you need to know that when you you need to know where you at. Oh, that's a whole word for somebody. You think you? Never mind. Never mind. Never mind. We ain't that good. So why is this lady crying like this? And when we finished, she said, it's confirmation through the interpreter. She said, my son died in the very city I'm going to, preaching the gospel. And this is my first time going to the city. I didn't want to go. I said, I'll never go back to the city, and I'm scared. And God used y'all wow. to confirm, wow. I'm doing the right thing. Wow. To be honest with you, that ain't even the clapping part for me. The clapping part for me is her son counted the cost. Yeah. Yeah. At the time, I, the percentage of Christians in Japan was, was small. He counted the cost and said, this message is worth that mess. Yes. Yes, right. Guys, he got killed. My God. Oh, oh, God. Homework assignment. Answer this question. Do I tend to walk by faith or by fear when it comes to telling people that Jesus has risen? You may have noticed we're not in series this month. Uh, we're just doing things that I think we need. I want us to be disciples. That's really what I want. I read this years ago in 2022 when I'm preaching today, and then I just wrote these points, and now I'm preaching them today. And I went and looked at my notes from my devotional in 2022, And I had written a prayer. I don't do that every day. I would like for us to close the message with my prayer as our final assignment. Here was what my prayer was word for word. It was short. Lord, I don't operate with this sense of urgency regarding you and your resurrection. Please forgive me and please help me to change. I know this ain't an amen sermon. But people need the Lord. I'm not trying to throw shade in case people from my hometown are watching. I went to a funeral yesterday of my cousin and uh, I was told I was gonna read the New Testament, scripture and saying, I got there and I'm on the program to officiate, whatever that even means. I didn't give the eulogy, but I felt like the gospel might not be given here. And they had me on program to pray and I prayed, so in my prayer, I gave the gospel. I told him how Jesus is God, but he came from heaven and earth. 100% man, 100% God, the hypostatic union. He knows what, what we experience as 100% man, but he knows how to help us 100% God. I told him how Jesus suffered, bled, and died for our sins. I told them how they put him on a tree. I do it every week here. I told them how they put a crown of thorns on his head. They spat on him all, everything I say here. How he died on the cross, how they put him in a tomb. How on the third day he got up, how he's sitting at the right hand of the father interceding for us, he's coming back. Cause I was afraid, I've been to enough funerals in my hometown, they ain't gonna give the gospel. They gonna throw down. It's going to be a lot of hooping, some good singing, and I was right. And at the graveside, the pastor told me, hey, can you give the benediction? So I stressed the gospel again. If anybody needs to talk to me about Jesus being your Savior, I'll wait all day. Went to the gas station afterwards. My brother happened to be there with his wife, and his wife said, you couldn't help yourself. You had to get that invitation. Boy, what a compliment. Because my cousin comes here now. I remember when my cousin wasn't saved. I remember sitting at Olive Garden with him years ago, terrified. I told him the gospel. Same cousin that I used to roll the streets with. My friend, Miko, when his son's not playing football with Kansas City, he comes here now. I remember talking with Miko about Jesus dying for his sin. Now Miko's married to an evangelist. And it ain't about me patting myself on the back, it's about this gospel. If Ice Cube can push rhymes like way. We should be able to push this gospel. Yes. Yes. God. Help us. It's amazing to me what people will do for their team. It's amazing what we won't do. We have an uncanny knack to do the easy. I told Byron today, man, out of all days, you gonna work in the parking lot today? Ah. <laughs> Y'all felt the temperature? People working in the parking lot today, because they 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 ain't trying to take uh, the easy route. I, I, uh, we have an uncanny knack to do the easy don't we? take the easy route. I, I I used to work out six days a week. Some of you that's been coming here, you remember I, my body used to look different. Now, now I got this. I got a stomach. So I determined I'm gonna try to get back in the gym, man because I want my son to think he can blow up. You know, he, he getting muscular. <laughs> so I went to the gym the other night, saw you there. And, and uh, I said, I'm going to do 30 minutes on the treadmill. Cardio used to be the easiest thing for me. Set it on 30. Then I saw it hit, <laughs> I saw it hit 950, <laughs> 951, <laughs> 952, 30. <laughs> And I did my workout. (laughs) And I went home and I told them, man, isn't that just like, we just have the uncanny knack. You can, I thought I did 30 minutes, and I know I didn't. I don't know the answer for evangelizing. I don't. Other than the Holy Spirit fell on them in the book of Acts, and they couldn't help themselves. Are you willing to give him your all are you willing to go the extra mile past 14 miles for the gospel let's stand tell him say lord i'm available to you if you know the son just mean and if you don't just talk to him My will I give to you I'll do what you say do Use me Lord To show someone the way And enable me to say My story and I am available to you sing that one more time talk to him talk to him said Lord I'm available to you my will I give I'll do what you say do, use me Lord, to show someone the way, and enable me to say, my storage is empty, and I Now, maybe you're here and you're asking, what are you willing to do for Jesus? Somebody here, maybe today is the day what you need to do is give him your life. You need to respond to the gospel I just gave, that Jesus came from heaven and earth as God and died for your sin. For your sin. He died for your sin. He's coming back. And you want to be ready, and you know that you're not ready now. If that's you, you want to give your life to Jesus. The Bible says, Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And maybe today that's what you're going to do. You're going to give him your life. Would you come and let me pray with you? Would you come? Would you come? Would you come, please? Would you come? Father, we thank you. Jesus, we're grateful that you died. And I'm absolutely giddy that you got up, that you live. You're alive today. You're just as alive today as you were when Cleopas and those disciples saw you. May that compel us, may that motivate us. Holy Spirit, same Holy Spirit that existed in the book of Acts, would you empower us to loosen our lips and talk about more than cultural hot points? Talk about you. Please, Lord, help us to go the distance. In spite of the world's darkness and in spite of the dangers, In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. God bless you all. Look forward to seeing you next week.